we just want to see other humans walking in to our venues and to be able to enjoy the venues that we create not just speaking to myself but for everyone in hospitality i think we're dying to to, to see and interact with other humans again this is the deep in the weeds podcast i'm anthony huckstep Last time, we caught up with Kent Nan. He'd consolidated on the changes made during lockdown and created a sharper, more profitable dining experience. Then after a year without a single case in Canberra, the capital went into lockdown for two months. But everything is about to open up again. Kent, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you feeling at the moment? Canberra went a whole year without a case and got thrown into a, a lockdown for two months and you're about to open up again. How are you feeling? We're all excited but also anxious because we're all working towards the unknown. Um, the unknown being um, as a state, as a nation, we're all working towards a pathway in hope to learn to live with the new norm and i guess you know as humans everyone's sort of have that anxious secret anxiety behind us is not knowing what tomorrow or what that new norm looks like um for us i think it's just a matter of just being adaptive being mindful and just try to adjust because i think you know for hospitality especially um we rely on you know these venues we rely depending on each model for us, it's relying on the people to come through the doors to re- remind people what we were before all this even happened two years ago, to have people in to sit down, have a meal, a glass of wine or a coffee or a cocktail. It all involves that one-to-one human interaction to some, de- uh, to some degree. Well, not to some degree, 100%, because that's how, that's how we were running before all this. And to know that, you know, um, the way that we've, been working the way we've been informed and you know aside from Canberra because as you said Huck we've been so lucky uh, it'd be interesting to see what uh, that what that consumer psychology is like and what that behavior looks like coming out of this how long would it take for people to actually come back through the doors or to or to not because you're, you're fearful even with the vaccine or not I think um, we just have to understand that we have to live with the new norm and see what that looks like. And I think, you know, whether or not we have it or not, I think the one hardest thing is that, you know, we're all doing, or we're all trying to do the right thing. And, you know, the ones that are vaccinated, they're only trying to minimise the transmission and also ensuring that we don't end up in the ICU or worse. That's it. During the last year, you've... Um You've closed down one of your venues, but reopened it as a as a new restaurant, Illy Dining. Now, t- tell us about the the new venue and why the change happened. Uh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the last conversation was to you was that you know we were at peace with knowing that you know you could lose one or two venues or your venue, whatever it may look like, whatever it is. If you're at peace with it, what's really reinventing yourself? after that so we took the opportunity to reinvent illy dining or illy um to go off a more modern australian um direction in terms of food style for the day where everything is more relatable um everyone can relate to the dish i think that's what we learned i think with morning glory we're a bit bold going contemporary asian breakfast um although you know for the food enthusiasts i think everyone was 
you know, enjoying the idea. So did we, that's why we obviously did it. But I think throughout through any journey, um, you're adaptive and you put the ego aside and you listen and you learn. Um, and that's with any business, not just hospitality. And that's why we did Illy. And then we obviously took the big leap to then really introduce Illy, Illy for the dinners. Uh, we got a good crew. Um, we got Tim who's been with us throughout the whole journey. Um, obviously coming from Bayer was his last stint working and, you know, he's a young guy with a food vision of what it is. And I think for us, we wanted to do modern Australian sense of food. That's just very homely. Um, people food that, you know, it, but not as how you might not interpret it because I think as long as it's related when people can appreciate how you've executed it, but still in that manner that people go, yep, I can see what you guys went. I think that's a win. Um, yeah, very minimalist as well. Um, you want to taste what you're seeing and taste what you're reading because I think the one thing that you don't want to get caught up with is because food can be as what you want it is. You don't want to make it too complicated to the point that it's you don't taste what, you, what, what you're meant to be tasting. How do you see the next six months for hospitality in Canberra? Tough. <laughs> tough. Yeah, t- tough because you don't know. I-, I mean, I think, you know what? Tough will only be tough, I think, only maybe in the first quarter, potentially. I think that hopefully, given of how our vaccinated rates, I mean, Canberra's been oh, the highest vaccinated state, or I think even, you know, mentioning across the world, like we've, you know, at 90-odd percent already plus in the, in the first uh, in the first round of jabs. I mean, the second one just comes four weeks after that. So I think we're doing really great. So I don't think would be hard, but, you know, I, I think it's just larger than that. It, it, it's, it's everything. It, it's not just about hospitality and how the people come in to eat. It's also about how people are adapting to their own personal life. You've got a lot of private sectors, public sectors that are working from home and that still have children being homeschooled. That also affects people coming out to eat because it's their time. Their, 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 their convenience is, is they've had their version to adapt and adjust. So, you don't know. So far as, you know, for daytime venues, I feel I feel for more for daytime venues than nighttime venues because nighttime venues, <laughs> no one's policing them to work. It's, you know, the, the, it's, it's downtime for the evening. So I think for restaurants and bars, it'll be great. But for the daytime venues, that's where I, I have my most worrying concerns for because the, your local cafes, it's the guys that are surrounded by your, your, your guys that work in these office buildings. If they're not there... You know, they can't they, they can't survive. You've made uh, quite a few changes to to both restaurants in this time. Has there been positives to come through that experience and with the restructuring? Yeah, um, for XO from last year coming out of it, we decided to do um, set menus, changing the menus every month, and that was great. Um, for this takeaway, because you've done takeaway last year, what you've learnt is you know to run different takeaway packs. Week in, week out. It was awesome. Um, it changes things. It means that, you know, customers that are used to eating a la carte week in, week out, they get to try something different, uh, which is great. It keeps the staff uh, busy, um, keeps us engaged to communicate with each other, to think of things that what would you personally like to take on, what would they like to take home? And I think that was the greatest challenge. And I think collaboratively speaking, I think it was one of the greatest things for us from a team point of view, because we didn't want to do, okay, Illy does their, their, their package dinners, takeaways and Exo does theirs. Um, we did, no, let's, 
let's unite and do something together week in, week out so that all the chefs are collaborating and it's working together during these times so that it doesn't feel as if, you know, you're leaving one shop out of the other. It's it's about being together because that's what these periods are about is bringing the community together. And How's it going to feel when you reopen the restaurants today? Awesome. Doesn't matter how many people, whether it's whether it's one or two people or three people, we just want to see other humans walking in to our venues and to be able to enjoy the venues that we create. Not just speaking to myself, but for everyone in hospitality, I think we're dying to to, to see and interact with other humans again because that's that's the beauty part about hospitality. It's been hospitable. It's about you know sharing your experience with theirs and watching that experience happen in that moment can't judge it behind a takeaway container with Ugg boots and pajamas. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. So yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think for me, definitely personally, it's going to be very emotional. Um, it's going to be great. And if anything that's shown in the last two years is that all of us in the industry, we're resilient and we're intelligent guys. And I think, I think we owe it to ourselves to sort of reward ourselves slowly in a very drip feeding manner when, you know, as restrictions ease and we're allowed to have more people in the venues, enjoy it. Well, Ken, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Um, Good luck with the reopening. I know um, it's going to fill you with a lot of joy. Please keep in touch and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you guys. And thank you for the last two years of supporting us as an industry. Really appreciate it. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.